Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Gregory Enright with us today. He's a realtor. Gregory, welcome to the program. Thank you for uh, inviting me. That's great. You're welcome. So how long have you been in the business? Uh, in terms of my owning my franchise, it's 1981. And as a realtor? Um, 1973, I got my license. Oh, you, so you're starting to get the hang of it. Starting to get the hang of it. Yes, I've been around for a while. So you were like uh, an agent by yourself for a while. Uh, what made you decide to become a broker or get a franchise? Um, I've worked with a uh, small independent firm uh, that was family related. Then I worked for a national franchise. Right. Um, in uh, in my in our area, they were across Canada. And after that, I decided to open up and buy a franchise, a Century Twenty One franchise in eighty one. Brilliant. What made you pick Century Twenty One? There's a bunch out there. What made it attractive? Uh, training program, incredible. Nice. So how many agents do you have in your uh, in your office? Uh, currently, right now, we have 13. 13. So over the years, you've seen agents that you see and you go, oh, my God, Jane is going to be a rock star. You can see it. Other people can see it. And sometimes she can't see it. Did you ever have one of those? You don't have to name names. But if you did, how did you recognize the greatness within and how did you bring it out? Um, I guess from the interview, you get a good indication of their background, what what they've done in their background and, and uh, their success stories. Uh, if they don't have success stories, then sometimes there's a bit of an issue with them. Uh, real estate is not simple and it, uh, the failure rate is extremely high. So, so think of a specific person. You don't have to name them, but think of, oh yeah, I know there was this agent and this is where they were and I noticed XYZ and I helped them overcome it and they blossomed. Can you tell us one of those stories? But think of someone specific so you can actually, rather than generalities, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, the one agent that, uh, I hired, um, uh, female, um, she, um, she was a super success and, uh, and rocketed to the number four position in Canada. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so, uh, for century 21, I mean, considering there was 10 or 12,000 salespeople at that time, uh, that's, that's quite an achievement. Right. And was there a time where she wasn't doing as well? And like, how did she become that superstar? Um, well, she worked with me. So <laughs> that was, and she still was a superstar. Oh my God. She must be amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I convinced her to go into real estate. Her nice. background was in marketing uh, from university and uh, she was doing a job in the media. No future, basically. Um, you know, it was, she, they were focusing her on selling, uh, advertising and, uh, dealing with customers relating to advertising. And I thought there was a better future for her and talked her into going into real estate. 
Nice. So from your point of view, in Canada, let's say Century 21 exclusively. In Century 21, there's a bunch of realtors. And there's yes. probably a set of realtors that that are the A players that walk on water and do phenomenal things. Then you have the B players that do a good job. And then we have the C players. What percentage of the population would you say would be those extraordinary people that do extraordinary things? What percentage? Yeah, out of all realtors in Canada, what percentage do you think walk on water and do amazing things? There may be, uh, of the 12,000 agents in Canada, uh, there's probably four or 500 that are superstars. Yeah, so that sounds about right. But there's probably a lot of agents that are doing a good job, but they've got the capability to be one of the superstars. So the question to you is this, what are some of the things that stop agents from stepping into their full potential, do you think? Um, the inability to learn and participate in what we're doing today. Uh, they just don't seem to take their career serious. You, uh, you've got to spend money to, to learn. Uh, yes. I've, had, I've had a lot of mentors over the years. And, uh, and I know what it's like to be a top agent. Uh, and I still am one of the top agents in Canada for Sector 21. Uh, and I, I'm having fun. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, I have people. Uh, I enjoy what I do. Uh, I know my wife thinks I'm crazy because why don't I get out of this business? I've had agents say, why are, why are you working? Why don't you retire? Yeah. You know, you know we, would, we would have a better life if you retired and get your business. Like, no, you're not going to do that. I mean, they, they're not willing to put out and spend money uh, on their career. They just won't. They're, they forget that this is a business and they are a business, whether they're an individual or they're a company. Uh, they need to plan their work and work their plan. And they've got, and that means costing money to, to you know, market and, and put yourself out there. Absolutely. You said a few things there. Uh, one of the things you said was, uh, you know, investing in yourself, which is like really, really uh, important because one of the things I've learned from people at the top of their fields, no matter what, but especially real estate, they're always learning. That's like a deep curiosity to get better, which yeah. I think second thing you said was uh, fun. If you're not having fun, what's the point of doing it or you're not doing it right? And I think if you can find joy in your work, you bring out your best work. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And here's the third one. I don't want you to do this, Gregory, because uh, there's a good chance you're going to die is when people leave something they love and it defines them and all of a sudden they go retire and it's like, uh, I'll grow some flowers. The life expectancy goes down. So if you love it, keep doing it, my friend. Uh, yes, that's my my philosophy is that I will not retire. I mean, I'll die doing a deal, and that's fun. I, I told my wife that, and uh, and uh, most people that know me know that too. They said, "Well, you know, he's not going to retire." So my dad's ninety one, and he works. Huh? My dad's ninety one, and he works. Uh, he loves what he does. He's an engineer, and he's convinced that you know, if I stop working, I'll get bored, and then I will. That's the end of your life exit. when you retire. Yes, I'm sorry. A lot of people like to retire, and I understand that. But not me. And as they uh, should, yeah. you got to find your bliss. I was talking to uh, someone that actually was in a large Canadian corporation. And he said a lot of people were retiring. And all of a sudden, they started figuring out that they were also dying within six months. So they started a program to give people purpose in life after they leave their profession. Go find something else, whether it's helping the church or the community or yeah. doing whatever. But you need something to do and something to be passionate about. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. So let's go back to uh, realtors that are in the B column. One of the things that gets in the way of them executing is fear. Oh, constantly. I mean, 
and there's that's when when you start the business is a fear factor of rejection. Absolutely, uh, I rejected in this business quite a bit uh, over the last sixty days. Uh, I've lost ten listings. Okay, because they went with a high, another agent that offered them more money. They're not realistic and they don't seem to understand the market and they think all they want is more money, but the market has changed. And uh, I do I do very detailed, comprehensive reports that are extremely current uh, compared to my uh, colleagues. And um, the reality is it's not about price sometimes. It's about reality and where the market is. And they don't like the fact that you're being told that you're now the market has changed. Pretty much everybody lies, including me, on occasion. But the market doesn't lie. No, I've been through. All I'll get for this phone is like a hundred dollars. That's what the phone is worth by definition. Even though I think it's the best phone ever, and it should be a thousand dollars. Wishing don't make it so. Yeah, exactly. No, I've been before recession, so I I know what the market's like. I know what we're going through right now, and that that's why I was excited about talking to you uh, because we've got people listening from all over the place and. Uh, in, in at my age to sort of do what I do, I do a hundred presentations a year, a hundred market reports a year. And so you're doing about a hundred transactions a year or how many of those turn into transactions? No, I, I my budget is to do 30 saleable listings. Love it. Okay. And, uh, and the average commission on a saleable listing in, in, in my area is around, around somewhere between 10 and 12,000 dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty healthy. So if you can make that's a happy life, three fifty dollars to $400,000 a year, uh, this is a hell of a good job to make that kind of money. That doesn't include people that want to buy a house from me either. That's just listings. So yeah, and the other thing is all. you get to make people happy. Yeah, you do. I mean, some people are annoyed and sometimes I turn listings down because they're, they're just not realistic, but I do them anyways, you know, and I don't object to it. I, whether it's a $300,000 listing or a $900,000 listing, they get treated the same way, you know? Brilliant. So one of the areas that brings up fear for people is reaching out to people that they know. Whereas mm-hmm. other people reaching out to strangers is a scary thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to go to people I know. You know, they'll think I'm desperate or whatever. So how do you walk people off the ledge? Because ultimately that's the business we're in is conversations and connecting and making people happy. So if you've got fear of conversation for a certain group, how do you as a, a leader of a franchise help them overcome that and kind of go, no, no, you're here to help? Well, I basically I tell new people, you know, you're not going to win them all. You know, right. the reality is you want to be busy. You want to be out there. You want to be getting your name out there. You want to be doing presentations. You're not necessarily going to win. I mean, when I do 100 presentations and 70 of them I don't, 70 of them I don't get, people will say to me, wow, that's terrible. You, you lose 70 of the 100? I said, yeah, but I get 30, you know, and they're True. saleable. So I want to sell the listing. And if you were a baseball player, you'd be getting paid a lot of money for missing seven out of <laughs> 10 balls, right? Yeah. So but I think- I, it's the reality of the business. And I learned that early in the game. Uh, you know, uh, my first year as a realtor, I sold 48 properties my first year, you know, Hello. and uh, I worked my, my butt off. Everybody thought I had a great job. Why would you ever leave the job that you had? You know, you're nuts. You have a great career. You work for Alcan International. And, um, you know, my background was in uh, applied science polymer chemistry and industrial chemistry. And why would I want to get into sales? Because I wanted to be in sales. 
And the fear factor uh, is always with new agents coming in. If you do really well this year, am I going to be able to do the same thing next year? You got to do the same things, you know, plan your work and work your plan. You've got to have a plan. And if you're not organized and you do not have a plan, you could fail. So what's kind of interesting is take any uh, professional sports organization in the world, whether it's cricket or football or baseball or whatever, when things go wrong, they fire the uh, general manager or the coach. And when the new manager comes up, they grab the microphone on their very first interview and say, you know, I'm really happy to be here. And we're going to go back to the basics, whatever sport it is. Mm -hmm. And in real estate, there are basic things you need to do and be great at doing those and consistently do it. Even if you become successful, don't lose sight of that. So what are the basics? So walk me through the basics that seasoned agents should be doing and also newbies should be doing. Marketing, 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 spending money, making sure your name is out there because you can't rely on the fact because you've been around for 20, 30 years. You know, uh, I deal with young people. I deal with older people. Um, you know, I had the former uh, pol po uh, our political politician call me today and uh, asked to do an evaluation on his property. He's got four kids. He's going to, you know, uh, sell the property to the kids. And I'm telling him he's got to put him on title so that he'll eliminate taxes in case he passes away. So I'll go through that with him. You've got to remember that you've got to bring new business in all the time. And you've yep. got to do something. You've got to spend money to make money. So there's that, but there's also activities that you just can't rely on marketing. When the call comes in, you need to be intelligent and helpful on that call. And not all agents are. Some are like magical at it and some uh, can stumble through it. So what are some of the key skills or pieces of advice you'd give when a call comes in from your ad, what would you suggest they do? Uh, for the new agents, um, just try to be truthful with them and and you know find out what they want. You know, are they you know are they think they just want a market report? They want to know where their house value is right now because a lot of people are not sure. Should I sell? You know, or should I stay here? You know, sometimes you got to do that. And if if they're saying we're not sure whether you want to sell or not, you've got to still do whatever they request, whether it's a market report or not, because they could change their mind. You know, I had somebody call me back from 2016. I did a report for her mother in 2016. Right. She called me back. This is six years ago. Okay. I did it. She called me back and she told me what street it was. I said, is that 17 Mackenzie? She said, Oh my God, you remember my house, my mom's house? I said, yes, I do. She said, well, she's also got a cottage and I want to do an evaluation. We want to list with you. She said, she's blown away that I would remember that. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I, I talked to you a couple times after that, but six years after I did the report, I did another one for her, you know? So and it, it's, it's crazy, but you've got to do that. You've got to be amenable and, and friendly with people and be prepared to do what they want, you know? So here's a piece of advice. I was uh, doing a podcast like this and there was a realtor talking about his first mentor that helped him in the industry. And he said he would do things like this. So sitting in the car, they're about to go into a house to do a listing uh, presentation. And his boss would say, all right, let's go make some friends. So it wasn't, let's go get a listing. Mm -hmm. It was about the relationship and making friends. And that allows you to focus on what's most important. One of the things that I did when I came in my first week, and you may find this funny, but I went to my broker, okay, which was a relative, and I said to him, who are the top five people in the real estate board? Who are the top five? Mm -hmm. So he told me who they are, and he said, why do you want to know who that is? I said, because I want to be in the top five. So one of those people, they're not going to be in the top five next year. I'll take their place. Did they ever find the body? 
<laughs> and I did. I was in the top five. So, I mean, I mean, I got lots of press because of it, too, because, you know, this this guy was very aggressive coming in the market, hadn't been in the market for about a year, and now he's one of the top five agents in Kingston. Wow. You know, that's incredible. So I think there's also wisdom there in terms of know what you want. And go after it. And go after it. And, and what's really interesting is this, is that building a nuclear reactor, let's say I decided to do that. Okay, first, find someone who knows how to do it. Like you can break anything down into smaller chunks. And I think that's part of know what you want and also go seek advice. One of the things I find is many people, if not most people, if they've got an expertise and you go ask them, can you help me figure this out? Most people are generous and be happy to do it. Most people are looking for someone to help and you're giving them the privilege to do it. And then you're also gaining wisdom from them. If you're trying to figure it out yourself, you will not because that's not your area of expertise. So always ask for help. People will bend over backwards to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And training, training, training. Every seminar that came up in the first three or four years, I went to it. You know, I wanted to learn from the trainers, the top people. That's what I did. So somebody coming into this market, if they could walk through your door, said, I got my license, I want to come hang my shingle here, but I don't know the business. Other than marketing, uh, what are the activities for the first week that you'd give them? The first week is, well, we go through uh, everything with the uh, real estate board in terms of training, listings, making sure they know how to do their paperwork properly. And then talk to them about marketing and what, what I do and things like that. Uh, we, if they've got any lead generation that they're doing or they get some cold calls because we used to do cold calls. I ran a real estate school too. And nice. I got my broker's license and uh, that's how I recruited. I ran a school. I had 30 people all the time on in my course and uh, we did training with them, you know, cold calls the whole nine yards. And that's what you've got to do. Sometimes it's a case of cold calls. It depends on how much money they've got to invest in their career because you have to invest. It's, a, it's an investment. It's like anything else. It's a business, whether it's just you by yourself and how much money are you prepared to spend on you because that's your business. And, and I have a budget that I spend. I spend $85,000 a year on my budget for marketing uh, to make, you know, and my goal is between three hundred dollars to $400,000. That's what Brilliant. I so if you wanted to actually uh, increase your marketing, would your psychic get a pay cut? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, of course I'm, not. Just being silly. No, I'm comfortable where I am right now. And, and that's good. It, uh, it, keeps me in, it keeps me in the top, uh, top edge for Century 21 in Canada. And I've been there before and you know that I've been number one in Canada. So it's, it's exciting. And uh, it's exciting for everybody around, especially when they look at a national paper and see your mugshot is your number one in Canada. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so yeah. your wife goes, that's why I married him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just before we part company, a few last questions. Uh, number one, what's one tip you would give people to be more productive, more efficient, sleep better, date better? Like what would that one piece of advice be that uh, people could use today to just become happier, better, faster? I think putting a plan together and working it, it's, I keep telling people coming in the new people, plan your work and work your plan. So I said, let's put a plan together because it's got to be in writing. And if it's not in writing and you're not willing to share it, you don't have a plan. You know, uh, I don't have a problem. And let's talk about a plan that works for you. What do you feel comfortable with? This is what I would do. And this is what I did as a new agent. But, you know, I used to knock on doors. But no, that's not acceptable anymore. Um, I put out flyers. And I, I sent out 62,000 households twice a year. 
I do. And, you know, I know I've also tied in with Top Agent, which is also incredible, you know. Um, it what is, is Top Agent? Hmm? What is Top Agent? Top Agent? Um, that's from the uh, association I'm involved with in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're going to put all your contact information and that stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And I learned a lot. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. It was been, it's been fantastic. And, and for all those people out there, it's, it's, if you love the, your job, you'll do really well. you got to love it. And I still do. We're still live by. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 